Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm V, I'm a comic nerd. Alright guys, so, I didn't tell you guys this last week, because it happened after we recorded, but, so last week, I was asleep, alright, it was around like 4 o'clock, but from 12am to 4am, this dog kept fucking barking outside of my house, alright? And we don't have animals in my apartment because it's service animals only. So you're not allowed to have barking animals. This dog's just fucking barking. I wake up. And you know like when you wake up in the middle of the night and your eyes don't really work? Mm-hmm. So like I look out the window. I'm perpetually like that. Yeah. It's because I'm Asian. So my eyes aren't really mm-hmm. like working yet. And I had just woken up to fucking a dog barking outside of my window. I look out and in my mind, I saw somebody trying to jump through my window. So instinctively, I punched my window. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah. So you had a hallucination. Yeah. And you punched your own. Did you break the window? No. Did you hurt your hand? No, I missed. <laughs> wait, what do you mean you missed? You aimed for the window and so, hit air. So I got a queen size bed. I was on one side of the bed. So you didn't. Say, you didn't know the depth. I didn't know the depth. You thought you were closer to the window than you were. Yeah. So you punched the window, being nowhere near the window. No, I missed. So it's it's four in the morning. And all you hear is me going, ah, and punching the window, screaming like a woman, by the way. Right? Like I screamed high-pitched. So I don't know why I said woman. That's, uh, That's right. <laughs> really so offensive. Yeah. It's offensive. It's very sorry. offensive. But yeah, I screamed very high-pitched. I shrieked, and I tried to punch at the window and completely missed. My cousin was sleeping in the living room, walks into my room, is like, what the fuck is going on? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, man. I thought I saw somebody trying to jump into my room, so... I yelled and, and punched at the window. He's like, dude, you're fucking nuts. And just closed the door and went back to sleep. I couldn't sleep for another fucking 45 minutes afterwards because my heart was racing. But that was what's going on in my world this past week. Sometimes I worry for you. I mean, it's normal to have fucking, like, if you wake up to, like, loud noises to think something's there. Yeah. Right? So No. If I wake up to loud noises, I assume that something's going on outside. Yeah. Well, I, I don't assume that in my sleep, someone has come into my house. Yeah, and somehow your depth perception somehow completely fucks up and you punch at things that are too far away. to. And then not only do I assume that something has come in, but I actually see someone coming through the window. Yeah. None of that has ever happened to me. No. It was- the closest thing I can remember is like being a child and looking at the clothes that pile up on your chair. Oh, and thinking it's a ghost. And thinking it's a person because oh, of the shape. Yeah, I've done that before. You're like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, I've done you turn that on the lights of your clothes. Yeah, I've right? kicked that before, too. But I've never, I've, that's, I did that like when I was like eight. Yeah. Well, look, man, I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night. You're 30. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 29, fuck you. <laughs> it's like at this point in time. Come on, bro. Yeah. I mean, look, in my defense, had someone actually been coming into my window... You would have missed. I would have missed, but they would have gotten scared. <laughs> no, you would have missed clear, and they would have kicked you in the head. Yeah, it's even worse if you would have laughed at you while you were doing it. Too. Yeah, you, you look like a moron. Only, the only injury they may have sustained was hurting themselves laughing because you, <laughs> you swung at the air and missed and injured yourself <laughs> while making some weird scream. Yeah, this is like it a, wasn't a weird Some weird did. tribal scream. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a high-pitched scream. I will mm-hmm. say for the record, Diz, I was in the mm-hmm. same boat as you, but... You know, my inaction actually saved me from a robbery in Panama. Yeah, that was true. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was many, many years ago. I remember this. Yeah. Did you tell this story on the podcast? He did. 
I did. Yeah, it's a long right. time ago as well. Very Sometimes, right. I'll, uh, someday I'll say it again. But he remembers the story every once in a while. But I mean, in his case, there was someone at the door. Yeah. He just didn't do anything about it. I did uh, nothing, and my laziness saved me. <laughs> I do that all the time. People knock on my door. I never open. Uh, yeah. I've never opened my door, which is why they put stuff on my on my yeah. door. Uh, See, you know, remember last year, fucking someone was shrieking outside of my my window. Yeah, but they were outside. Was like, you didn't assume they were in the house, did you? Well, yeah, but I was awake at that time. That's the only time I knocked the door, uh, I opened the door, is when I know DoorDash is on the way. Uh, then I'm like, all right, that's my Indian food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, if I don't know, like, if I'm not expecting anyone, like, this is one of the reasons why my friends learn the hard way not to surprise me. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Yeah. They'll knock on the door. I'm like, I'm not I'm sitting in my bed, in yeah. my boxers. And then I'll get a call. be like, bro, we've been outside your door for 15 minutes. I'm like, fuck, put some pants on, put your shirt on. You, know what, the, you know what the worst part about this is? He knows that he's expecting us every Tuesday. And he still doesn't and hear he still them. Doesn't, yeah, he still doesn't come out. Well, that's the difference. There's a difference between not opening the door and hearing the knock and not hearing the knock. Motherfucker, you hear the knock. is weirdly, it, it's not conducive for tra- sound, tra- despite vaulted ceilings. Mm-hmm. If I'm in my bedroom, I don't hear anything that's on the, like, you can knock, you can, I won't hear it. Fucking hear everything, man. I think for him, more specifically though, it's that he hears the knock. I think he does hear the knock. I don't hear it. But then he has that, you know when you go in a job that you're done with, that you're just, you're just exhausted, you don't want to be there anymore, and you go, and you have to like set yourself into the expectation. Like, I feel it. like for him, it's like that thing where it's like he, hear, he hears the, uh-huh. and he goes, "Who's there?" I genuinely don't hear it. I have no. But well, the weird thing though is, late at night, then my hearing perception gets really good because mm. I'll be listening to music. Yeah, you'll and, spot people having sex, and, and I hear shit. people maybe having sex, and like an old man, who's doing the coitus? <laughs> the fuck? I say very loudly because they, the air, I'm assuming the vent's connected somehow. So I say, who's doing the quiz? <laughs> Do they stop after? Well, I've never actually fully heard it. I think I hear it as I've got my headsets in. Oh. So I'm listening to music and then I assume I hear a moan somewhere. Like, Wait, who's doing the coitus? Oh, and then no one ever does. I think what they're doing is they, they have sex, but the second they hear my headphones come out, they stop. How do they hear your headphones come out? I don't know, but they hear it. They so have a perception. Diz is they hold very still. Yeah. Diz is punching at non-existent ghosts. And I'm hearing sex air, all the time. And you're just hearing sex and screaming about it every time. Yeah, Who's having the quidus? Yeah. Over here just yelling at people. I've never actually done that, but this is how I imagine I would do it. I did hear sex once while I was on a cruise. What? I've told you this Yeah, story? those cruise walls are thin, though. Yeah, the cruise walls were really you were thin. A, you Wait, hold on. You were on a cruise? We were on a cruise. Mm. Who was we? In a group of us. It was a, a European cruise? It's a European cruise. Okay, yeah. We were doing the islands, the Greek islands. The fire yeah. islands. We had so just hit... I think we had just left Santorini, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so the... So the we had just left Santorini. Yeah. Santorini, uh, we had just had dinner and mm. a dinner on the island, and then everyone got back, and they got drinks, and they were dancing. Ah. And the cruise was a bunch of us college kids from America, and there was also a bunch of these college kids from, I think, Spain, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So they were always college kids just mingling. And you could tell something was gonna happen. You mm-hmm. could tell. You could just smell it in the air. Spaniards. And you could smell it. They wine with heavy. So, anyways, I go to bed. It's around one in in, in the morning, mm-hmm. and I start hearing the coitus. And this is loud coitus. Was right? it Spanish coitus? Or I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell from yeah. the voice how, how if was, there was an accent. Did you, did you hear me? No one. No one. No one threw in like a, like an eye poppy in yes. there or something. There was none of that. Give me that. It was moans. There weren't words, right? Ah. There were, and you can't and you can't from moans hear an accent. I'm sorry, that doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You can't. I've watched enough porn to know you can't. There's different moans and different words. 
in yes. different countries? Okay, yes. stop, just stop. You're just <laughs> inappropriate. Okay, anyways. So Zito I'm sitting here. I was like, I think, I think it was 19 or 20 at the time, right? Yeah. And so it's loud. Not did you, only did you put a cup on the not, wall? Not only is it, no, I have no idea what <laughs> direction it's coming from. Because the walls are so thin and the, the air, like it could be seven floors above me or six doors down. I have no clue. But what I did know, it was very vigorous. Um. <laughs> because there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of motion and there was a lot of like, this woman was, was screaming, right? She's this a screamer? Was, she, uh, well, she was a screamer, or it seemed like she was enthusiastically letting her partner know huh. that he was yeah. doing a good job. Maybe, uh-huh. she, maybe she wanted to fulfill his expectations, unreal expectations of what sex was actually like. That's probably what it is. Sometimes yeah. that happens. That is exactly what it is. There's actually a term for that, for uh, v- uh, female vocalizations during sex. Faking that are, an orgasm? That, no, it's not called faking an orgasm. That are aimed towards elicit it's a part of the certain sexual script anyways we'll talk about that another time <laughs> the point is that i'm interested in that. my response yeah, my response was the best of responses which was i'm like keep it down you fucking kids Wait, you were 19 <laughs> i was 19 at the time yeah so i yelled this out very loudly mm-hmm. and guess what happened they stopped doing it well it's turned into squeaking uh-huh. but i'm assuming that it eventually stopped fucking Ali, man Why i had to ruin their time i ruined it Why? i you know why? Because at that moment, I wasn't I wasn't like, oh, I'm ruining someone's time. I was like, these people are interrupting the sleep. And the sleep is more important than the coitus right now. No, never. My sleep, was more, player, my sleep was more important than their coitus. Remind you know, me to never bang around Ali. He's on a team. Wh- why, why would, would you, you even bang around? <laughs> why would you even put that in the air? Why would you put it in the universe? If I'm in a hotel next to yours. If I'm, I'm in a hotel, if we're in a hotel next to each other and you start having the coitus next door, uh-huh. I'm knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like, who's in there? Who do you have in there? And why is this poor woman? Let me talk to her. Let me talk to her. Do you know what you're getting yourself in? Do you, have you signed this form here? Sign this form. We are not liable for any syphilis that is contracted during this inter- this catastrophe. That's well, what I'm going to do. I mean, that would, that would act, I wouldn't mind that. I would do it. Yeah. Don't have sex around me because if you do, I'm going to ruin it. You're going to make them sign a contract. I'm going to make them sign a contract. I'm going to show up. I'm like, ma'am. You haven't actually leased this event yet. Oh, no. You haven't signed the leasing information in order to proceed with this transaction. Why, why is it a transaction? <laughs> it's always got to be a transaction with you. <laughs> just, I'm, just, assu- I'm assuming you uh, paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Well, you know, you didn't pay for it like literally in cash. Maybe you paid for it in drinks. Yeah, that's you true. You paid for it. I mean, she definitely is. It's costing her. Yeah. In any way, she perform. It's costing. So should we have like a Diz notary around at all times too? Like, was, we should have. We'll all notarize this shit. Yeah. Notarize it. So it's like with content. a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> consented. Consented. Yes. At least my legal consented like a notary. Yeah, but notarize that shit. I will never get in trouble. There will be no fouls called against me. I'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if you're there to sign off on it, you could do some extra coaching. V, just don't penalize him for coaching me. Oh. See, now that's the problem. It depends on who's going to be doing it, though, right now. Why would he coach me on signing? If anyone's going to coach no, no, anyone, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be coaching me. Don't penalize him for coaching. You'd be the one getting you're coached. Not, you're num- number one. No coaching allowed during the clitoris. This, that is not the clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. First, first, Actually, you might need some coaches. Listen, in okay, number one, you're going to need more than a tennis net. Number one, to, to make sure that, that nothing Before gets we through. talk about why we keep referencing tennis and coaches and whatnot, can we just point out that someone did a beautiful meme earlier today. So Donald Trump did... Uh, an interview with the the hurricane that's coming up right now, right? He, he interviewed the hurricane. He didn't interview the hurricane. No. He did an interview he interviewed about, about the hurricane. Oh, oh I thought he would because like, I interviewed it's the hurricane. It's, it's, it's a state of emergency on the East yeah, Coast. Right? Shout out to my all our East Coast friends. Yeah, be safe. Stay safe, my all dudes. My East Coast listeners. Except stay you, safe. Omar. Fuck you. 
That's rude. Stop it. So, anyways, he did this interview in which he was like, I kid you not. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of water. It's really wet. These are actual quotes. Oh, from water is wet. He <laughs> said that. He's like, there's a lot of water. It's a lot of wet. And they asked him about Hurricane Maria. And he said, oh, that was a success. Fucking piece of shit. But the beauty of it was someone had put up a like a easel behind him uh-huh. with a picture of the hurricane and its path. Uh-huh. And he was looking at it as he was talking about how wet it was. And someone quickly memed it. And, go, and it says, the clitoris is fake news. <laughs> and it's Donald Trump looking at that easel. It's really good. You, whoever, you got to go check this out on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is memeing skills. Are so the, you know, the internet for all It never evils. fails. He's does, fake does... the clitoris. He's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Is it, uh... Was it, this is Hurricane Florence? That, uh, is yeah. it Florence that uh, they're talking odd about? Odd flow coming in and destroying the East oh. Coast. Really? <laughs> What? It's fucked up. <laughs> All right, so we have been making references to sports, tennis, points deduction. What are we talking about? We're talking about the travesty that happened at the U.S. Open this past weekend. Yeah. To our girl, Serena Williams, the GOAT. Yeah. She's the greatest athlete of all time, I want to say. She is by far. I don't want sports, but I've always considered the single most impressive athlete I've ever Yeah, the winning, one of the winningest, yeah. too, right? I think. Well, she was going for her 24th Grand Slam tournament. Oh, Jesus Christ. Insane. Right, yeah. and mind you, she just had a baby like recently too. Yeah. So like this is she's coming off of having a baby, and she's still at fucking the top. Yeah, like, she's badass. She's the best athlete, bar none. Yeah. Right, so um, she's in the finals, right, against a tennis player from Japan, a Haitian tennis player from Japan, uh, with the last name Osaka. Uh, so they're playing, and during Osaka's up, and he the there is a ref. Whose name is Carlos Ramos, right? Ump. Yeah, Ump. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Ump. Named Carlos Ramos, who deducts, uh, who takes a point from Serena Williams. He goes, "You're getting coached, yeah. right?" So Serena, I guess Serena Williams's coach was saying something from the stands. Yeah, she didn't see it. Yeah, no, to put in context, in tennis, a lot of coaches do this. Yeah. In Serena's defense, both her coach and she say she didn't see it. Yeah. She didn't, she see, didn't it. see it. Yeah. So she gets upset and she goes, "How dare you accuse me of cheating? Yeah. I would never cheat. I'm a mother. This is something I teach my daughters to grow up. I'd rather lose than to cheat. Yeah. Like that's, I've never cheated in the game of tennis. I would never cheat now, right? So she was upset. Yeah. And then she asked for an apology. Yeah. Right. You owe me an apology. You owe me an apology. You owe me an apology. And the ump wouldn't say anything. So she loses that that set, right? And then. She gets upset and breaks her racket, mm-hmm. which happens all the fucking time in tennis. I don't know if you've ever watched a tennis match, but people always fucking break their rackets. So she breaks her racket, and then the ref takes a, a game away from her. Wow. Right? That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, not just it's not just the point deduction here. Yeah, it's, it's the, the game. Yeah. And she's like, because she, she's upset, right? He, he gave her a warning for the racket and then took the point. And then she goes, you cheated me from a point. You're a thief. And then he took the game away from her. Right? And it was a close match. She's losing, but she still was in, like, her way of coming back. She still could have came back. But to take a game away, that effectively lost her the match. Right? So she was upset at the the ump. And they had the other officials come down. And, like, this ump has done this in the past. He, He gave a needless... He took a point away from her sister... In the past, like a few months ago, he took a yep. point away from her sister. So he has a history with the Williams sisters. Yeah. 
He's also had a history of when Nadal broke his fucking racket and was flipping out. Didn't do shit. Gave him a That's warning. messed up. Right? Yeah. So breaking your racket if you're Rafael Nadal is, hey, just calm down. It's okay. If you're Serena Williams, it's we're taking a fucking game. Uh, we're taking a point away from you and we're going to take a game away from you. Yeah. It's weird because I, th- I think I remember reading um, an article where they, they, had, they had mentioned that Carlos Ramos was considered to be a, a rigid rule guy in mm-hmm. tennis. Um, but, you know, and I think that was their own weird roundabout way of justifying what he yeah. did, which is really fucked up, right? Because, I mean, the rough end it all thing is, is a perfect example of, of that double standard right yeah. there. Um, I don't know enough about Carlos Ramos to, to make much of a mention by him because I don't watch tennis. Yeah. But you, when, you, when you kind of look at some of the little facts that are kind of coming through because of this, you're going, there's, like, how would you not see the double standard? Yeah, right? I mean, it's it, what's frustrating is I don't watch tennis either, but even I know. The tantrums the guys throw yeah. here, right? So the fact that he, he penalized her is an yeah. issue. Now the response to this, the response to this is what, what deeply frustrating. So first, when I watched the clip and you could hear her voice shake, so that voice shake is very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a voice shake that I've heard in women's voices a lot, um, particularly, and it's always women who are fighting to be treated fairly. But no. That by fighting to be fair, treated fairly, they're going to be called angry, yeah. shrill, a bitch, etc. I mean, I hear, I've heard it. I remember the, distinctly recalling it at uh, a talk that I went to, in which this male academic um, challenged this the female speaker, and the, not just challenged, but like went on a six minute tirade. Didn't ask a question. Six mm-hmm. minute tirade about how she was wrong. And when she responded, you could hear it in her voice, right? Like th- this is anyone who has female colleagues and even an iota of sensitivity should recognize that voice shake. If you don't, then you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's that's the frustration. That frustration of wanting equality, wanting fairness, knowing that it's, it's nerve-wracking to step up and say something in front of all those people, yep. and knowing full well how it's going to be received and perceived by everyone. And she was right. Uh, so there's a right afterwards a, a bunch of now there's people that came out in support they yeah. wrote some fantastic articles saying the the ref not only got it wrong but, but whatnot uh, but then you have cartoons being made like Mark Knight drew a cartoon uh, for the Herald in which literally the Miami Harkins uh, Hark, no for uh, I think it's the Australian or whatever oh, it is. Okay. Um, Mark Knight has a history of doing this for the record. Yeah. Um, and it was part of a series of responses towards her that mocked Serena Williams, not just for a temper tantrum, but accusing her of, of really hurting women's rights and misogyny and you know, hurting the, the, the actual sex. Like, There's real sexism. That wasn't it. Wait, There's what? real racism. That isn't it. Well, they, say, they said this while Mark Knight drew a cartoon of Serena Williams in literally textbook example of black caricature. Yeah, large lips, manly kind of looking, large nose, scary. Not only did he do that, well, she's breaking her tennis racket. He then, ever so subtly, makes her opponent Osaka, who happens to be Haitian Japanese. Naomi Osaka. Naomi Naomi Osaka Osaka, makes her white and blonde haired. Think about this. He takes a woman of color who is acting what he considers quote-unquote respectable and whitens her while over-exaggerating the features of Serena Williams because she doesn't fall within his definition of respectable. You can't look at the response to Serena Williams, that cartoon and others, and not recognize the kind of racial and gendered language around it. 
it doesn't matter whether the judge is a racist or the judge is sexist. Mm-hmm. The situation was sexist. Yeah. The situation brought up this tension. I think it, 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 it's a signal that it's so much bigger than Carlos Ramos or Serena Williams. In the sense, right? I think sports in general have this problem, yeah. uh, where you know, uh, you know, uh, women in sports have to act a very different way yeah. than men in sports. Whereas a guy like John McEnroe can break rackets, scream at the up, and do all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, that's considered what, right? And it's a passion. Passion. Right? Like it's, right? They're talking about how how passionate a lot of these athletes are because they because they literally lose themselves in some weird mm. fucked up world where they yeah. think that it's okay. Um, and then Serena Williams. Acts the same exact way, but then she's considered kind of hysterical, right? Or that she's a, you know, she's out of her mind. Uh, Billie Jean King talked about that. She tweeted about that. Mm. You know, when a woman is emotional, she's hysterical, and when she's penalized for it, when a man does the same, he's outspoken, and there is no repercussions. So, I mean, even a legend like Billie Jean King sees yeah. the problem here, right? Now, Billie Jean King, being the person who really fought, yeah, for women, for women's yeah, equality, equality in the first place, yeah. yeah. Back yeah. in the 80s. And even yeah. John McEnroe, McEnroe's like, I've said a lot worse, and I haven't got, I didn't get penalized the way yeah. that she did. Oh, no, people right? have like, said horrible things to, to the refs before. Yeah, yeah, there was a, so there's been articles from other tennis players, like male tennis players, who have come out and said, I've done worse, I've said worse, and nothing has happened yeah. to me. Like, they didn't agree with how that ump reacted, right? Yeah. And you know, we're talking at this point in time, not just, uh, penalizing, costing her a point, but literally costing her the game. Yeah, now here's the thing, right? This also doesn't just affect Serena Williams. This also affects Naomi Osaka, right? Yeah. That's her win that gets tarnished. That's that's her first, like, Grand Slam win ever, right? She's a young girl who's, like, she wasn't expected to do as well as she did. She goes out there and she plays the fucking tennis of her lifetime and wins one of the biggest tournaments in the world against the greatest tennis player of all time. And... What happened to her moment, right? It's not a, I'm going to celebrate that I just won the biggest tournament of my life. I just made $3 million winning this tournament. It's, I have to respond to all of this stuff that's happening afterwards. Yeah. It stole well, that the, moment. Really me. overshadowed her, her, yeah, her the moment. The judge horribly inserted himself into that game, made it about himself. So, I mean, this is this is a power trip gone wrong. Yeah, right? this is, is a ma- fragile male ego who couldn't handle a woman speaking back, a woman of color speaking back to him. Mm-hmm. And made it about him, ruined that game. In in sports, they say if you're a good referee, most people don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. the ref right. should never be the headline. Yeah. So in and that's the thing, right? Like, if you're a bad referee, people yeah. know who you are. You get called out on your fucking your yeah. your mistakes. You don't want people to know your fucking name. Yeah. And the fact that the world is speaking about Carlos Ramos, yeah. like I'm wondering what, what will happen to Carlos Ramos. Is there any consequences? Because the opposite so. seems to be happening. I mean, that yeah. the, the, they are fining Serena Williams seventeen thousand yeah. dollars. Well, they're yeah, they're definitely they're defending Carlos Ramos. Um, and also, I mean, you look at Serena Williams has already had to deal with. I mean, the bodysuit issue in yeah. France. Like France is banning her bodysuit. What an idiotic. Yeah. I mean, that's just another one. France, when it comes to, like, for all its claims of being about liberté and, and yeah, the freedom. Yeah. The, the, the fact that you police women's bodies and clothing, whether they're banning them from wearing a burkini or wearing them a, f- a fucking bodysuit in tennis, you're, you've lost the fucking plot. They claim it's a you've, distraction. You've lost the fucking plot. Yeah. She's not wearing that for any other reasons than medical reasons. Yeah, yeah. The, blood, the blood clot thing. Yeah, right. she was having issues with her blood clotting. Literally need for her, her customized for her. Yeah. yeah. 
thing is, it's, just, it's, it's such a fucked up thing when you think about it, too, because really, this reminds me, you remember when Hope Solo, um, the women's soccer team had won, yeah. and Hope Solo had taken off her, her, her jersey, right? It wasn't was it Hope Solo. Solo. It, was, it, was, uh, um, it, was, it was on Hope Solo's Chrissy, Chrissy Chastain. Oh, or was it Alex Morgan? No, it was Chrissy Chastain okay. who did it. It was a few years ago, like, maybe like... 16 it was it was a while back she took yeah. her shirt off she took her jersey off right? she took her jersey sports off and her sports bra and slid and people went nuts over it, yeah right mm-hmm. but i mean guys take off their shirts at games all the time after winning right yeah. it's not something yeah. that happened and people have and that's 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 bare nipple i don't know like you know it's just that thing where people went crazy over her doing this thing that men's teams have done all the time in sports yeah. and in bigger audiences too yeah, yeah carlos ramos like he took a he gave a girl a penalty because she like fixed her shirt. She it was inside out, mm. so she oh, took it yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, she took it out yeah. and put it right side in, and she got a penalty for it. Right, like whereas Djokovic just won the same. That same. So the dude right? is literally playing principal. Yeah, yeah. So measuring girl skirts and shit. Yeah, Novak, <laughs> Novak Djokovic was was the guy who won the U.S. Men's Open, right? Yeah. After he won, he took his shirt off. He slammed his. This girl was fixing thing. her shirt. Yeah, this girl was fixing her shirt. This guy celebrated by taking his shirt off, and nothing happened. You lost. Fine. This is insane. Right? We're afraid of of women's bodies, right? unless we can sexualize. Unless we yeah, can sexualize. Yeah. It. Unless we, for profit. For profit. Yeah. So like lingerie bowl. Yeah. Then it's okay. Yeah. Owned by an Afghan guy, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. So if you can uh, exploit the women's body, then it's okay. Yeah. But if you can't. Then it's threatening. Yeah, it's it's just so women can't win. If no. you wear a fucking niqab or a burqa or a or you're a, being oppressed, then you're then you're an oppressed. You're uh, backwards. You're uncivilized. You have to take it off. Right. If on the other hand you take your shirt off because you're celebrating or because you've got a turn, that's also bad, and we're gonna penalize it for you. You better not wear a bodysuit either. No. It's like let's just be real. You know, you're, the issue you have is with women. Yeah, and it's the thing. That's that, your issue. Because look, so here's something else that happened this weekend in sports. All right. So, as you know, I'm a fan of the barbaric sports of mixed martial arts. Right? It is a barbaric sport. Now, in the co-main event, uh, Nico Montagna right, was supposed to fight Valentina Shevchenko for the women's uh, strawweight championship, right? Mm-hmm. And Nico Montagna had tonsillitis earlier in the year, so she had to yeah. have surgery for that. So she didn't want to take this fight. They made her take this fight at this date. She asked if they could do it in October just so she has better time to heal after her surgery so she can make weight and practice fully, right? Because mm-hmm. tonsillitis, when you're older, fucks with you. Like Especially if you're a high-level athlete like that, you need to be at 100%. Mm. So they're like, no, you have to take this fight. Mm-hmm. So they made her take the fight at this date. She signed the contract. Now, she's cutting weight for the fight, and she gets hospitalized, right? Mm-hmm. She goes to the hospital for like kidney failure because mm-hmm. when you're cutting weight like that, it's bad for your kidney and it's bad for your heart. Yeah. The doctor goes... If you had come in 30 minutes later than you did, mm-hmm. you would have been you could have gone into cardiac arrest. Jesus. The woman nearly died trying to cut weight, yeah. right? To make this fight. You know what the UFC did to her? Right. They stripped her of her title. So she was the champ. They stripped her of her title. Now her challenger is facing somebody else for a vacant title, yeah. right? Now let me tell you something about the UFC, all right? So John Jones 2 days before his fight mm-hmm. gets popped for performance enhancement drugs. Yeah. John Jones this weekend is is now set to main event a pay per view in a few months, right? Oh, fuck, right? After nearly ruining a pay per view for getting caught yeah. with doing steroids, Jeremy Stevens yeah. got arrested 
for an assault charge mm-hmm. the day of his fight, right? It was mm-hmm. an it's an assault charge from before, but they arrested him that day of his fight. Dana White goes and goes, we're gonna we're gonna bail him out, and he's gonna make his fight. Greg Hardy used to play in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. He played. He was an All Pro NFL defensive end, one of the best defensive ends in the league. Mm-hmm. Not in the league anymore because of domestic abuse issues. He beat the shit out of his his girlfriend and threatened her with guns. He put guns on the bed. Right? The league kicked him out. Mm-hmm. He just got signed to the UFC. But here's we've seen this in oh not just UFC, which of it is barbaric and violent in it of itself. Yeah. We see it in the NFL. I mean, people are burning their fucking socks and jerseys because of Colin Kaepernick took a knee, what, three years ago? Two years, <laughs> yeah. Two years ago, they took a knee and he, people lost their shit. Yeah. Right? Absolutely fucking lost their shit. But how many times have NFL players been accused of sexual assault, rape, of, of domestic violence, of doing all sorts of horrific things? No one's boycotted the NFL. No one's yeah. burned their jerseys. Well, they have now. In mass, <laughs> yeah, now, but in mass yeah. form. Like, no one's like, like, oh, fuck this guy. No, but because the guy took a knee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like... I mean, think about the logic here. Yeah. I want you I really have to think about the logic. Guy peacefully takes a knee, and you're ready to burn your shoes. Yep. Men beat their wives. It is what it is. Yep. Drive drunk. There's a guy named Dante Stallworth who drunkenly killed somebody in a car accident. Yeah, he got he went to jail. The for double standard here is, is obvious, right? Yeah. And then, and in this instance, there's a political double standard, right? When people go, we should keep politics out, keep identity politics out. We saw this with Jody Whittaker taking over as the, as the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. What they mean is keep your politics out. Yeah. The reality is politics has always been there. Yeah. People have been using politics in sports for ages. People have been protesting in sports for ages. That's what they mean. And they mean politics that doesn't affect them. Yeah. Right? In this instance, we have a double standard politically. We also have a double standard when it comes to race. Yeah. Right? Which people get away with what? Right? You see it in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Which characters are considered cocky shit talkers versus who yeah. are bad guys? Conor McGregor is put on a fucking high horse. Right? Yeah. He's... Considered the most marketable UFC fighter of all time. Kevin Lee does the same thing. He's a brash, arrogant, cocky bastard. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lee, half black, half Chinese. All right? Hmm. But appearance-wise, outwardly black. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, he looks black. All right? The guy who fought in the main event this week yeah. was a man named Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley's from uh, St. Louis, right? Like, right outside of Ferguson. Yeah. He spoke out about Ferguson and BLM, right? He was the UFC champ. He used his platform to talk about Black Lives Matter and talk about injustices that he's faced as a black man, even in this sport. Yeah. You know what people say to him? is like, you're just making shit up. You're just using the black card. And, like, he has one bad fight that he fucking breaks his arm in. And it's like, oh, this guy is the worst fighter of all time. He's just stalling, blah, now blah, blah, blah. Now add to the racial component, the gender component. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't help... But connect this with uh, what I guess some people don't consider it sports yet, but you know esports. Yeah, you know the game. I consider it sports at my school. Yeah, right. I mean UCI, right? Of a course. Whole fucking place where they yeah. do esports. I like I like to consider a sport myself because I like the idea of having quote unquote athletes that can't do push ups. Yeah, right. It makes it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> but that's besides the point. You know, gaming is this weird culture where it's it's oddly inclusive, but at the same time immensely exclusive. Yeah. Um, it has this weird kind of ebb and flow of uh, that that 
kind of brings everyone together, but at the same time creates these weird divides. The community right? is inherently open, but there's knee jerk exclusivity. Yeah. And I will tell is. you that also, I mean, nerd culture for all of its for all of its great parts, right? It has this weird thing about super toxic when it comes to women. And I see this, and you can't argue this with me. I literally work at conventions for a living. I've been doing it for two years. I'm mm-hmm. at a convention every couple of weeks. This is true. There's this weird thing where if you're a girl in this, if you're a girl in this circle, more specifically an attractive one or one that's deemed attractive, you have to almost fill out this like application form and prove yourself. Um, you're wearing a Tomb Raider costume. Where did Laura Croft come from? See, what that- is the name of her father? <laughs> It's As a nerd, of, I resent that Like either way, like it's it's I it's I see. I mean, I, I spend time at a comic book store almost every single week too, huh. right? The comic book owner, or the, the guy who owns the store, Kenny at Nuclear Comics in Laguna Hills, yeah. great guy. But you know, you can't help what what your customers say, right? So, um, it actually brought me back when we we're talking about this to that weird double standard. A couple years ago during an Overwatch tournament, there's a 17 year old girl named uh, her her screen name was Kaguri. And she played uh, uh, Zarya in Overwatch. Amazing player, right? She got accused um, of cheating. She was so good at this game. Oh yeah, right. And then the, you know, and then these the people from this team called Dizziness uh, made all these I accusations like name, online, though. right? Dizziness. There was actually, and this is this is where I have a problem. I understand, you know, what people gamers in general they're kind of short tempered. They have they have a lot of knee jerk reactions. But what annoys me is that their willingness to turn to violence especially when they know it's a girl, right? When it's a guy, you kind of go with this, I'm going to punch you in the face, fuck you and fuck your mother type stuff. But when it gets to a girl, all of a sudden, things like rape become yeah, a, a, we- threat, a, a weapon threat. and a threat, right? What's even worse in this situation, there's a guy named Strobe, part of that team, who had accused her of cheating. This uh-huh. is a 17-year-old girl. Uh-huh. And he said, if there is a problem with our sponsors, I may visit Gaguri's house with a knife in hand, and I am not joking. That's quoted, he literally quoted by saying that, right? He eventually wrote an apology when Blizzard literally confirmed that she was that good. <laughs> Blizzard literally, the guy who the people who created Overwatch went, no, no, she is that fucking good. And he said he was going to go to her house with a knife. He mentioned something because they, they were talking about how you know because it's a serious accusation because you know her team, her spot, you know, they have sponsors. It's a business. Yeah, you know, and and accusations of cheating is like is is just like Vanderlei Silva's accusations of Dana White fixing fights in the UFC. Yeah, it's literally a business model that will crumble if any iota of cheating happens. Yeah, right. So that they, they took this very seriously. You get banned and shit. It's all bad. Yeah. yeah. So this it. guy, this guy is threatening to show up to her house with a knife because of all this shit. Right, and the thing is, though, you know, there's a lot of room in here say in the community. He actually mentions it in his apology letter for losing his temper, quote unquote. Jesus. Right now, the problem is though, losing losing your temper is you going, is you saying fuck and then walking away after you stub your toe. Yeah, son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. Losing your temper is a lot of things. Right. Losing your temper is not threatening someone with a weapon. All right. That's you being a fucking psycho. This is true. There's a huge difference here. You know what else happens in the gaming community that I've noticed? Right. So. You ever played video games where someone sounds black that you're playing against? Yeah. yeah. How often does the fucking N word get thrown yeah, out? Yeah, a lot. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like, because you're lot. you're you're yeah, you're yeah. on your you're in your house. You have your fucking mic. You're just sitting there shouting out the N word. Like, how I've been called sand N word online. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, well, this is the yeah. thing, right? In any any of these games, what ends up happening is that the sense of competition brings out the weaponization of race and gender. Yeah. Right. Suddenly, because that person is a girl, you're threatening sexual violence. Yeah. Suddenly, because that person may be a person of color, you're throwing out the N word. Yeah. This happens in games because games bring out their their war games. 
They bring out the worst in us. Yeah. So sure, the community might be open and wonderful and lovely, but in that moment, and that's not, you can say all this, oh, that wasn't me or I got caught up. That's your true self. Yeah. That's That's your true self. That's such bullshit because at the end of the day, you may sit there and talk about how it's trash talk, right? I can trash talk someone and not ever mention their race or their gender ever in that situation. We saw this um, even outside of games. We saw it very clearly sports directly in our high school. Oh, my God, yeah. So now this is what's fucked up, man. Like. We grew up in South Orange County. It's pretty ruby red, right? Or it was. You know, Nixon country. It's turned purple because of our generation, right? Yeah. But at one point, it's the it was the most conservative that you can get in Southern California. Yeah. Right? Um, you just really could, you just couldn't get away from it. You know, everyone here is rich and white. And, you know, they, they have, you know, a lot of it's old money too, right? Yeah. And just, they just tend to be Republican out here. Mm-hmm. Our generation kind of changed it given this current administration, right? You know, the people who we grew up with. Obviously got older, the voting age had changed, or the voting age had, uh, had you know, we'd hit the voting age and things had changed a little bit. Um, this past weekend, we found out, well, motherfucker, that racist white bullshit is definitely still here. Yeah, it's, def- it's not dead yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And I have to tell you, man, like, I cannot, there was a lot of things that I could say to criticize our high school when we were there. This was one of the things... It's like there we had race issues in our school too, yeah. not big ones, but there were yeah. you know there were little microaggression type shit. Yeah, right? like I mean I remember distinctly. There's moments of it, but not 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 a lot. Yeah, and even and like yeah, and and this situation was messed up because this past weekend, right was uh, it was a, a football <coughs> football game at least in Elisonago High School. They were playing Santa Ana High School. So now, mind you, Santa Ana, the city of Santa Ana is predominantly uh, Latinx, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it has it has a huge history. With the Latin community, it's got a beautiful, rich culture out there. It does. Um, some of the best food in South Orange County, my my I personal think opinion. The best food in Orange County is in Santa Ana. I know Costa Mesa. I would argue Costa Mesa might beat that out, but that's besides the point. Uh-huh. Now, Santa High School is like ninety-seven percent Hispanic. Yes. Right. So they're playing. They're in a football game together this weekend, right? They're playing in Aliso, uh-huh. and there are signs that are like. Pro Trump. Apparently, there was, according to to the principal, here's, uh, principal here's Bishop, the signs right here. Yeah, there's pro Trump stuff. There was a build that wall. Yep. Sign. There was a, like, uh, like we we are white something or other. Like, or so, it was something that we're, said white. We're gonna trump you. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. And um, you know, obviously, Elisa <clears throat> uh, Miguel does a 9/11 game where they do a patriotic red, white, and blue thing, and this happened to fall on. This was this was their the game in which they were doing that. So people were wearing red, white, and blue. There was chance of USA and also all this other stuff. And the principal and the coach kind of went midway game, and be like, "We don't feel welcome here. We're ready to kind of just take the team and walk out because the opposing side is sitting there screaming USA at us. We're all American citizens. We live twenty minutes uh, north." North of here. Yeah, right? if you're like, chanting USA to Hispanic or Latinx students, you're making it very clear uh-huh. uh, that the celebratory USA is not, hey, we're all American. It's we, Americans, are winning against you, the other. Yeah, yeah you're clearly other. So here's the thing, right? I I don't care if it's a 9-11 remembrance game, yeah. right? You're playing a school that's 97% Hispanic, right? You choose that game to do that. Hey, we're gonna do the red, white, and blue like theme. We're gonna do a USA theme. So, the principal, principal Christensen, Christensen, who was right? when we were in high school, uh, an English teacher. Your actual English teacher. Yeah, no, I had her my freshman and sophomore year. She 
is like I'm, I'm reading like her getting quoted in the Los Angeles Times. New very tepid responses. Yeah. Yeah. Super tepid. Well, you know, we did our best to get those signs away. Listen, lady, I'm looking at pictures from the game. There's a we will trump you sign right there on top of your bleachers. So, no, you didn't do a good job of taking these fucking these signs away. They're like, well, this shouldn't have been allowed in the it, first place. shouldn't have been allowed inside, right? Yeah. So then she's like, well, if there was in the parking lot, we couldn't have done anything. Yes, you could. It's on fucking school property. Get rid of that shit. It's interesting. They don't seem to have a problem policing the parking lot when it comes to other issues. Yeah, that is if, true. Uh, if, if kids they took were, down an Obama sign, apparently. Mm. If, ki- <laughs> if kids were out there fucking smoking weed and fucking shooting coke, right? They, I bet they'd be out there policing that shit. But like, oh no, yeah. look, the signs. Uh, we can't. So do you're anything saying like they that. have more of a responsibility? Here. I think. I think they have full responsibility in this, right? You know, I, I, I gotta agree with you on this. Is look, teens are figuring out who they are. Yeah. More often than not, they will parody the national discourse and what their friends are saying and what their parents are saying. Yep. But it is the school's job to educate, to instruct, and illuminate. Yeah. And in particular, to use moments like this to really help people understand. I mean, if you walk out of your high school not knowing that this is bad. Yeah, this is right. I mean, We're talking about moral instruction here mm-hmm. of targeting people who look differently than you who and celebrating the weaponization of a police force against them, borders, walls, deportation, etc. Then the school has fundamentally failed. This and this, this, this becomes though. an issue in uh, schools in general. What happens is that because there's such an emphasis placed on sports, I remember, Alisa Nagel, we were obsessed with all high schools. They're obsessed with their sports. Yeah, yeah. They're obsessed with winning the sports, more so than they are than anything else. The emphasis is always placed on sports teams because what does that do? That brings in uh, uh, attraction, in attention, funding, money, money yeah. etc. You do it. You see it at the same at the college level. Somehow we have money to pay two hundred thousand dollars and up for college profess for uh, college coaches, but we're assigning adjuncts to teach all of our survey classes. Adjuncts get paid less than forty thousand a year and have no job security, well, and even you, more yeah. like less than forty thousand. I mean, that's a adjunct that's working at multiple places. I mean, look at the fucking students too. I mean, this happens more so in the university level, but like these these players are literally it's like slave labor. They're playing this game for free. The university is making money off them, right? They're not allowed to get paid. Yeah, at the yeah, university they're level, yeah. yeah. They're, they're deeply exploitative of the, the athletes. Yeah. The NCAA but, is the most corrupt but the, sports But the point being here America. is that the emphasis is on the sports itself, yeah. right? So walking out of Aliso High School, the focus is on that sports. We need to be successful at football. We need to be successful at basketball. No one's sitting there going, oh, we need to put money in our English department, right? Everything is focused on that. As a result of that, they capitalize on that weird nationalistic chest-beating Wolverines, right? This kind of, this weird obsession with mini war games because what the, that does is it immobilizes people. It makes people come out and fight. It makes them warriors. That leads to a deeply violent view of the world. As a result of this kind of neoliberal nationalism that we see at the fucking high school level, that then carries over in the college level, what we are producing are not individuals that are illuminated, educated, and informed. We are producing individuals that are naturally inclined towards nationalism, to chanting USA, to chanting and cheering war. 
I experienced this post 9-11 at this exact same high school. I remember at a, a pep rally very distinctly. The teachers were just, this was right after 9-11. I remember watching 9-11 at home, mm-hmm. seeing the second tower get hit, watching them fall in Miss Croy's class, watching the, yeah. experiencing it. I wasn't we, actually in Christensen's class when we saw this. Yeah, yeah we I saw, it was in class. my English class as well, yeah. Croy. The, we were commiserate. This was a people who were, we had all felt something had happened. Yeah. Right, but within a matter of months, it was very quickly made into something even uglier. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, people were talking about deportations and Muslims and whatnot. Concentration we camps. were at, we were sitting in in a pep rally, and the teachers had just put on some type of performance. And one of the English teachers, um, I had forgotten her name, said something about freshman rules because there was always a chance a freshman suck. Right? Yeah, yeah. She said freshman rule that resulted in booze. The booze suddenly turned into bombs over Baghdad and bomb Muslims behind me. A whole group of those little fucktwats got up and said that and chanted it over and over again. That was distinctly, that moment, however, is indistinguishable from the chance you see at football. So uh, in my opinion, you're right. Christensen didn't do enough. She's allowing that kind of nationalism, this, oh, patriotism to rally her troops because she wants to fucking win a game. But how does that make the Hispanic team feel, the Latinx team feel, the Muslims in her school, the brown people in her school, there's a lot of brown the women in in her school? Yeah. Now here's the thing, right? Christensen should have learned from other schools because this isn't the first time no. that like one high school has chanted stuff at another high school. This is different for you two because it happened at your yeah. old high school. It's made national news, but it happened in Utah. It happened in Houston. Yeah, it it's happened, happened, yeah, it's happened all over the place. It's happened at volleyball games. It's happened at basketball games. We use this otherizing like tactic as a way to get in the people's head. And yeah, it's, but see, here's it's so thing. disturbing. The, the problem is is our emphasis on sports. Mm-hmm. Sports has become a playing war. That's what it is. Yeah. It's so intimately tied to the nation state, so intimately tied to nationalism, that we are inclined to that. Ordinary people are inclined. It's why football players kneeling results in people going, yeah, I'm happy that the president is taking on those N-words. Right? Yeah. Because we, that's what we need to decouple. When did sports become anything other than fun? I don't know. If high yeah. school kids are so involved in that football game that they're willing to target their opponents, quote-unquote opponents, then the school has failed in their basic function of making them global citizens. Yeah. They've yeah. allowed the structure of sports and the state to direct. Now, Alisa Nagel has always had a weird kind of they did the commemoration of 9-11. They had that weird dance where there was a G.I. Joe, G.I. Jane dance. So there's always been kind of a weird patriotic nationalism out of Lisa Nagel. But it's up to the teachers to correct that. It's up to the school to correct that. And if they can't do it, then they're failing in the really basic mission. All they're doing is being a placeholder for football games. Yeah, and That's you, what they're doing. I, I think what Christensen should have done, right, Principal Christensen of Lisa Nagel High School, what she should have done was apologized, took, blamed herself for it, right? Like, look, we made a mistake by allowing this to happen. This will never, never happen at our school again. And then educate. It's yeah. a teaching moment. Yeah. Teach these kids. I mean, um, look, they, they're, they are kids. They have not fully formed their opinions, their ideas. Teach them what it means. You don't, I'm not saying you have to train kids to be anti-Trump. But yeah. I am saying that you need to train kids in basic understandings of civics, basic understandings of being a global citizen. Explain to kids that... Being Hispanic doesn't make you un-American. Yep, and, and that's he, yeah, that's the weird thing about the. the they were here um, first. 
Well, not, it's not even that, though. It's the fact that, uh, in the principle I said, our school is 20 minutes on the 5 North from here. It's yeah. not like we're not we're not crossing a border. And even we're if they American were, school. you know what? Even <laughs> if they were, though, here's the thing: that's the other component of this, right? This kind of weird America Americanness in which the border is shifted inside America. Even the border itself. Even if you were playing a team from fucking Mexico City, yeah. you should never have the inclination to say we're going to trump you, we're going to build a wall, we're going to deport. That shouldn't be there. If true. the sports doesn't produce camaraderie, uh-huh. it doesn't produce fellowship then what you were doing is training kids to be good little soldiers, not citizens. You know what the crazy thing is? The principal of Santa Ana High School lives here in Aliso Viejo. Shame. So, Utter shame. Like, he's from this area. Yeah. Like, he's going to be going to the next like town hall meeting and addressing this as a resident and yeah. not as a principal. This is, uh, this is a really the, a broken education system, a fundamental failure in educating children, and worse, allowing this to become a common... Repeated themes. I mean, we're, we're, what, almost 15 years out of high school? 14 years right now. 14 years out yeah. of high school. Well, we dated ourselves. Yeah. We're almost 14 years out of high school, and we're almost 20 years into the Iraq War, uh, the Iraq War and the War on Terror, right? Yeah. And still, no change. Never. We're still seeing the same type of rhetoric from 2001 and 2018. Alisa Nigel has failed in its basic capacity to educate those kids those kids become voters those are the kids that end up at trump rallies shouting out the n-word that's on you teachers i know that's i know that's tough yeah parents parents are sometimes shitty people but the point is that no matter what your child upbringing is the school system is supposed to be the area that fixes it to some degree and i know that places an unfair responsibility on teachers teachers already do an amazing job but what it's also a recognition of the power that teachers have Take a True. moment to talk about this in your classrooms. Take a moment to address this in your classrooms. Don't let this one slide. The tepid response by Christensen was utterly, utterly disappointing. In fact, that pissed me off more than the actual action yeah. itself it's tepid. did. It's tepid and really annoying. Yeah. Kids act, Kids are fucked up. Right? Kids are dumbasses. They do dumb shit. They're they do all cruel. sorts of stupid. Yeah, right? They do things. They don't They don't have regard for other people a lot of the time. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of messed up things that they do. We did it when we were kids, mm-hmm. right? But at the very least, what you're the whole point is that you really need you know kids need a, a smack in the head once in a while. This is true, right? They do. We all we all we all hell. I'm an adult and I need a smack in the head at least daily. I uh, right? more than happy to volunteer. I do all sorts of <laughs> fucked up. I do dumb shit all the time, and I'm technically an adult. Yeah. Right. So like you know, every so often you need to uh, that, that that correction is so important. But I think that. In this situation, it's like Christensen outright. I mean, if you look at her interview, she already denies some of the signs existing, yeah. right? Even though there's photographic evidence of yeah. it yeah. existing. Like she denies that shit. Oh, so I didn't see it. That's what annoys me, though. It's because there's a. I remember. I I was in ASB. All right. I was part of student government when I was in yeah. high school. Right. Yeah. I, believe me, most of the shit that I did, I got in trouble once because I played uh, Buster Rhymes' Pasta Cavassier during lunch once on the loudspeaker. <laughs> right, Flip the G's at, pass, pass. I got in trouble because because he had mentioned an alcohol that no one understood unless you were old enough to drink Cavassier. <laughs> but she's, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. we're you could tell you could bet if a girl had showed up with too short of a skirt, Christensen would have been all over it. Yeah, and I don't mean that Christensen personally, but I'm saying the but school the power somehow. I used to remember girls getting t- dinged for spaghetti straps 
all the fucking time at yeah. Lisa Nagal. They're, they can somehow enforce dress code. They're comfortable policing women's clothing. But somehow, people going out there and saying fucking racist and bigoted shit, oh, we didn't see it. Yeah. It was in the parking lot. There was a really, whole, yeah. Even really, the now area, the, your capacity to police is limited. The area, and remember in middle school too, there was that whole thing about girls dress, the whole dress code thing oh, for yeah. the girls. Right, the whole about about what you should wear and what what you can wear, what how you, you can wear. dance, how you can't dance. Yeah, there All was right. a whole thing, but there was never anything for the boys saying this. You should not be treating women this yeah. way, right? Or even worse is that when we were there, it was it was uh, Salter who was the principal. Yeah, this motherfucker was walking around with a ruler. Right, his whole thing was canceling prom because people were dancing too provocatively. Yeah. Huh. Right, he wanted to cancel prom. He made a whole thing about it because everyone's genitals were grinding together or whatever. Yeah. Right. But somehow, freak dancing. Yeah, is a controversy during my day. Yeah, I remember freak this. dancing. That's it's weird yeah. as hell. But like, there was the power is there. Whether or not they choose yeah. to enforce that power is a completely different, a different argument. Look, we weren't allowed in our cars in the morning no, during zero no, period because some girl got caught having sex in the car. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they could police the parking lot. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. the point is that they don't. And they use the, they use the power. To discipline and control women's bodies, people's behaviors for a variety of different reasons. But they fail in the instruction, the basic instruction of to be a decent human being. Elisa yeah. Neal, you're making the headlines for all the fucking wrong reasons. Get your shit together. I'm saying this as an alumni that really loved Elisa Neal, that enjoyed my experience there. You need to fix this. We're in a moment where we're clearly having a civic crisis. Yeah. A civic crisis. It is the duty of our education institutions to step up. If all you're fucking doing is worried about football and the funding and you want to rally up the troops and go Wolverines, then you've fallen into the pit of nationalism and you've forgotten the very basic principle of what it means to be an educator yeah. and an institution of education. It was we are all Wolverines was the yeah. saying, right? Suddenly and it means no. all of us. This is this is this is a problem, right? And it's it's built like that. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know what? My school isn't in the news or anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up. You went to you went yeah, to Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee yeah, has we, we ain't chatting Bill that I long. almost got suspended for trying to start the fellowship of satanic athletes. Yeah, I was uh, talking to my friend Alex Alex Jabari. Alex Jabari. <laughs> we were at the Association of Iranian Studies. We were actually talking about the fellowship of satanic athletes. Really? Yeah, we know we got in trouble for He's that. like he even had officers. Uh, yeah, no, cuz I was part of the office. <laughs> You know, and there was that uh, we were we it was it was our way of uh, going against Salter because that guy was a moron. That guy was a moron. But he did a whole thing. It was it was weird with Salter because he you know he was a black man, and he had played this thing to the teachers when he first started about the H N I C, the head N word in charge. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Right, and then when I heard that. I thought maybe it was a league because I thought it meant head necromancer in charge. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's what he played. When, I uh, do when summon the dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot deny this. Uh, now the thing is, though, also what we saw a lot of times too, and this is another one of those microaggression things, is that Salter being black meant that it was never like a there was never like an overt racism yeah. against him, but there was like little micro things about the fact that he was black yeah, that kind of that kind of came into kind of the scope of kids well, yeah, the fun of him. The right? resistance like, yeah. of, uh, towards Salter also dealt with the fact that he was a black principal. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of the things that he did was considered beyond the pale, but when you think back on it, like with hindsight, they were not particularly different from what a lot of other principals do. Yeah. Right? But the resistance came, there was a level of resistance that came from the fact that he was a person of color. I mean, you know, there was that whole impeach him thing yeah, that, some, was, that some upstart we're decided not, to... We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on that. Hope I know this was a little bit weird. We talked about the national news that everyone's involved in, but then we really got into something really, really, really local. Yo, I want to do some in honor of this special day. What? 
I want to do a throwback Tuesday tweet. To? From Donald. Oh, God. Your boy. We are going to go all the way back before he was a president, Trump. Before, before he was even run, when he was running for office, but he lost really badly. And then he says, I never run for office before. Yeah, yeah. But this is when he was telling people, you are a fire. Yeah, what did he say? Okay. On this date, five years ago, he said, I would like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and the losers, on this special date, September 11th. There's a, it's come to the point where any sane person, you, I mean, we've between his hurricane speech, between but, this, you know what the best part of his tweet is? He quoted himself. Oh, for the fuck's sake! He put quotes at real, at real Donald Trump, and then oh, for fuck's sake. Look, it's come to that point. We've we've passed the threshold that anybody who supports him or voted for him, it's unforgivable. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, you cannot, we can't do you it. You can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. We, none of that civility shit. Well, I'm sorry. You just can't. Yeah. Done. You're done. done. You're, You're done. done, son. Anyways, let us know what your thoughts are on the Serena situation, on women in sports. Um, also, let us know about the relationship between sports and the kind of the discourse around the nation, right? The discourse around who is and who isn't, the kind of patriotism in sports, nationalism in sports. I've made this thesis over and over again about how sports are, they simulate war games and they bring out the kind of worst nationalisms. I think Elisa Nigel is a perfect example of this. Mm. But it's not just going on in our high school here in Aliso Viejo. It's going on in your high school. So check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Does your high school also have stupid shit like this? Hashtag that all high schools. Don't Shut do it. up. Uh, and this is going to let you know how you can get in contact with yes, us. Yes, we're on the tweets at Currently Nerdy on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You could find us there. Currently Nerdy. Go in there and like our page. We're on the Instagram. Currently Nerdy on Instagram. We're on the Tumblr. Currently Nerdy.tumblr.com. YouTube. Search Currently Nerdy. I know I said last week we're going to put out a video. This week we recorded it. We just haven't edited it. So <laughs> now we edited it, then we're going to put it out for y'all. So it should be out this week. Um, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and yep. the iTunes podcast app. Please make sure you rate, review, and give us five stars. Por favor. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's VY. T R A N two and four. So we have my websites at sevencrossroads.com or the sandwichslayer.com. Ali. You can catch me on my website at alialomi.com or on Instagram and Twitter. A A O L O M I. Go and follow me. I'm almost at two thousand followers on uh Twitter, I need like, a little bit more. Get me to 2,000. Stop and bragging f- about it, man. Shut up. Follow Envy. And, and uh, go follow me if you <laughs> get I I'm going to punch both of you. And go follow me on Instagram. I'm trying to get my Instagram a little bit bigger. I do a lot of my... If you want to see the back right, behind the scenes of any kind of history work, my teaching and podcasting, check that out. It's all him doing that dog filter thing on a story. <laughs> it is. I'm obsessed with the dog filter. Um, <laughs> fuck both of you. Uh, you can also catch uh, the complete third season of Head on History available on the podcast app and on Stitcher Radio. Diz. Yo, if you want to get this work in Madden, at Dizbulla on Xbox One. If you want to like my pictures, it's Dizbulla on Instagram. If you want to favor my tweets, it's at <laughs> Dizbulla on Twitter. It's Dizbulla everywhere. D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.